may be seated in Jesus' name. To those of you that are uh, not acquainted with me, some of you probably have never seen me, and I'm very sad about that. Not for your sake, but for my sake. It's just amazing how your family grows. We're learning that um, in the right family right now. Because as you well know, we're, we've made some transitions. But they are absolutely awesome transitions. Now, I'm sure it's a little more difficult on Pastor and Sister Wright. Um, but because I've already been through that transition years ago. Um, Pastor Wright and I knew what it was like for the change to come. So we've been down that. So this one's a little bit easier for us. But um, it's just the coolest thing because now we've got an extended family and it's getting bigger. It was so exciting when I got to be a part of Jalen Mock's uh, extended family. Uh, that was just so much fun. Of course, his mom attended here for many years and I had met some of them. But now we just all feel like one big happy family. It's so cool. And then the Lord said, well, that's not enough. We're going to give you some more. So then... Jacob brought his family, the K family, and we just feel like family. I mean, the first time that we met, it was just totally amazing. Okay, so that's the way the family of God is. Okay, when you meet someone that you don't know personally, but if they're a child of God, or they're your brother or sister, it feels like you know them, and there is a, a connection there. And so, therefore, we may have never met personally, but you're a part of Antioch, the Apostolic Church Incorporated, which includes Antioch West, Antioch North, Antioch Central. And so we're one, one family together. We just don't get to see each other all the time. Okay. But that's just, the, that's just part of it. Um, you know, I, I've had people make this statement to me, well, you're so lucky and you're so blessed. Well, tell me, what do you mean by that? Well, you get to see your grandkids all the time. I'm like, excuse me? You want to hear all of my woes and all of my sorrows? <laughs> I don't get to see them. They, one of them lives, what, three miles away from me? I don't know how, it's not that far. The other one lives almost 12 miles now. They're, they're, honestly, they're weeks. There have been months. It's not that this doesn't mean we don't love each other. Because when we get together, we have the best time, love each, happy to see each other. So I realize that, again, I'm probably a new person to some of you today. Um, so I am very honored that your pastor, Pastor David Wright, and we give honor to him and Sister Angie today in their absence. I'm honored that he asked me to come and speak today, especially since he's out of town. He's not even here, but again, I'm sure it's online. So I'm going to try to behave myself. Um, but it's just, it's just been my ministry for a long time to have to move into, my, into preaching with worship. That's just been the way I've done it. Uh, it's not old school. I'm getting a little bit tired about hearing old school. 
I started to preach a message on old school, but I need to preach it to the whole world. It's kind of, well, that's old school. Well, okay, there are a few things that are old school. I'll never forget the day a while back. It's been a while, but uh, I took my three younger grandchildren over to my mom's house. And they were absolutely fascinated with her landline. It was just the coolest thing I had ever seen. It was like a toy. They couldn't get over it. Does it really work? Does it ring? Can you? And I, so I called it on there. You know, she doesn't have it anymore. She has advanced to the cell world. She's doing good to be only. So, but they got so fascinated with that phone. Does it really work? Can you really, can you talk on it? And you call, so I called them on my cell phone. Let them okay. Some of that old school I agree with. Cell phones are wonderful sometimes. Sometimes you want to say, Oh, I just, I just, I didn't mean to, but I just kind of forgot. That doesn't work too well with some people, but they're great. But some things old school with Jesus. Can never be replaced. We're living in a world that changes from day to day. I'm almost convinced sometimes it changes from hour to hour. We're possibly going to get down from minute to minute. I don't know. But this world is constantly changing. But I've got news for you today, and I'm about to preach about it. Jesus does not change. He never will change. You might as well get it in here. He never will change. He's not going to modernize modernize a relationship with him. Never going to happen. So, if you've got that mode, you might as well get out of it because it's never going to happen. So, I'm going to preach to you today for hopefully just a few minutes on this subject, the past, the present, and the future. The past, the present, and the future. Now I can preach that because I have now reached that age. See, there's some pluses to this. It's not all negative. So, I'm going to talk to you about that for just a few minutes this morning. I want to encourage also someone here. And as I say when I come when I do preach at Antioch, you understand that we know what's going on. Your pastors keep us informed. And sometimes your pastors don't have to keep us informed because I'm married to the bishop and Jesus keeps him informed. I know that there are a couple of people in this auditorium today that need some encouragement. They've been there a long time. And they're facing some really tough battles. And they're a little bit weary and a little bit discouraged. But I'm praying today that God will minister to you in this message. And you will leave out of this place. Your problems won't be over. Well, Sister Wright, you're not too encouraging. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to be discouraging. But your problems will not be over when you walk out the door. But you're going to feel different about the problems. 
you're going to be able to face them with a different I feel the Holy Ghost in here today I don't, I don't need people running the aisles and Josh if you feel like running go for it but I don't, I don't, I don't have to have a lot of dancing and shouting and I love all that if you feel it go ahead you understand what I'm saying I know what I feel in here. And I know when there's a sweep of the presence of God that comes across this platform, across the front of this building. And I'm telling you this, you will leave here and you will be able to carry that burden a whole lot easier than when you walked in here today. The past, the present, the future. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same what? Yesterday, what? Everybody should know this verse. Today and what? Some of you need to make a daily, um, have a daily habit or ritual or whatever reading this verse. It's not very long, won't take you long to read it. And actually, it won't take you long to memorize it. Okay. And you need to quote this every day. Jesus Christ is still the same, is, is the same yesterday, that was back then, today, that's right now, and forever. So that means my God is never going to change. Not only is he not going to change, he is unchangeable. And if you're unchangeable, you're not able to change. So it's just already been been uh, been delivered to you he's not going to change he's not going to change when you ask him to because you know and I know Jesus knows what's best for you and I now I'm looking at a lot of adults in this auditorium I'm assuming most the majority if not all children are downstairs okay so I'm speaking to adults can you remember as a child, and some of you young people, you've already learned this too. But as a, especially the older group, you learn. You, as a child, you did everything you could to talk your mom or dad when you out of trouble when you got into it. Mm, I see some people smiling already. I have two sons. One of them is your pastor. The other one is the pastor of Antioch West. They have two different personalities. You really wouldn't even know they were brothers. They don't look alike, and neither one of them were adopted. Thank you. They, they, really, they may have a little bit of reason, but really, most of you that know them, they don't really look a lot alike, okay? And their personalities are absolutely No, no, neither one of them. I've had people say, well, why is, why is this one not like this one? And why is, and I'm like, would you please just let them be who they want, who God has created them to be? Don't force me to be somebody else. Let me be Alice Wright. So don't let people force you into being something you're not. Ooh, that was kind of free. But you're welcome. I like you too. But my sons, are, they're just opposites. Okay. And the youngest one, he was a pro. You hear me? 
a pro. And some of you are going to understand this a lot better than others. He always had an answer. He didn't have to think. He didn't have to pray about it. He had the answer. And he tried to talk his way out of it. And he tried to give the reasons why. But you know what? It didn't work. There were times when he had to go through what, you ready? I know it got your attention because you're really quiet. There were times he had to go through what he had caused himself to have to go through. See, we blame everything on God. Anybody in the house? We blame it. Well, God, I don't know why you're making me go through this. I don't know what I've done wrong. Won't you just sit there and think about it for a minute? There may be a few things he's trying to teach you in this that you're not going to learn any other way. He's tried to talk to you. He's put a few of you in time out. Hello. He's tried to be merciful. So therefore, since the talking to and the time out didn't work, then he's got to go another step forward because he wants you to make it to heaven. He wants you to be saved. So it doesn't matter what God has to do to me. I want him to do it because I've got to make it to heaven. I may not accomplish anything else in this life, and I hope I do. But there's one thing for sure. When the trumpet sounds and he comes to get the church out of this world or if I go before that time I've got to make it but it doesn't it, you know it's, it's, it's and go back to what I was talking about I got a little too excited but go back to what I was talking about you you stood there and you would argue with your parents who 99% of the time won you are the parent Yeah, everybody's laughing knows. I'm sorry, Nathaniel, you're too close to your mom. I could move you over there so you could amen me. <laughs> we love Nathaniel dearly. So if I keep preaching and you want to say something, I'll just, you, I'll make you move. <laughs> We've been friends a long time. Love you dearly. But who... 99%, I will say uh, probably 100% of the time. Who won, who won, Josh? That man sitting over there in the corner? He's doing like that. Okay. Because the parent knew. I know this is not easy, but the parent really knew what was best for you. Because they had already been down that road. They knew the hardships you were going to face if they did not, mm, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost, if they did not help you change your direction. I know you didn't like the methods they used to change your direction. I didn't like them either as a child, okay? But look what 
happened because my parents brought me up the way they did and taught me the right ways and corrected me when it was those times. What kind of child of God do you want to be today? What kind of example do you want to be to others around you? That I don't always like the correction. I don't always like the trials and the tests. I don't always understand them. Go ahead and say it because you don't. I don't always understand them. But one thing I want to say of me, she or he made it through it all. And that's why today it's the past, the present, and the future. I know a God of the past. I know the God of the past. A lot of you young people sitting on the front row right now, you don't know a God of the past yet. But this lady standing here knows a God of the past. I know he never fails. Well, 25, I have 25 more in my group. That's all that's here in my group, but there's 25. I know he never fails. I know he still heals. I know he still provides for your needs. I know he still is there when you're hurting. I know he is there when you need him. That's the God of the past because I've been through a lot of years in the past with him. And I've got news to tell you he's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I wouldn't trade him for silver or gold. I wouldn't trade him for riches untold. And he's a God of the present. He's the same God that I knew 20 years ago. He's the same God that I knew 30 years ago. He's the same God that I knew 40 years ago. That's the same God that I know today. He still heals. He still forgives. He still supplies your needs. He still hears your prayers. He is still there when you need him. He hasn't gone anywhere because he's unchangeable. And he said, I will what? Never Never. That's a big word. It only may be what? N-E-V? Five, five letters. Is that right? Yeah. Five letters, but that's a big word. He said, I will never, never leave you. That, do you understand what I'm saying to you today? And I know a lot of you older, not older age wise, but older saints of the Antioch, the Apostolic Church. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. But he says, I will never. Do you understand that we've learned that that means he's He's with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. He's, oh my God, I feel him up here. It's not just at church that I feel God, but it's when I walk out of this building today and I go out this back door to get in my car. I still feel him going out the door. I still feel him when I get in my red bomb. He loves riding in my car. And he says, the faster the better, Sister Wright. And I say, okay, Jesus, here we go. He loves it when I'm at the red light. And this 25-year-old guy's on the side of me, and he's like, look at that old lady with that gray hair. And I'm like, "Mm, you just wait, buddy. You're about to be in the dirt. And I'm already got it going. 
I know what to do. That's why I'm like brother, right, driving Brother Wright's truck. Can't go nowhere in that truck. I can't beat anybody off the line. And I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye, and he's making me mad, if you want me to just tell you. Now, maybe none of y'all ever get mad, but a driver trying to test me makes me mad. And I'm watching him. I'm thinking, you know what? In no sense, you're trying, but okay, bud, that's good. And I've never lost one. I know there probably will be somebody that pulls up to beside me in a Tesla. But I'm going to say to Jesus, put a new motor in my car real quick. And make it run like they've never seen anything run. That's just something in life I enjoy. You've been around long enough. Bishop's already exposed that I'm a bad person when it comes to driving. That's fun. You've got to have some fun in life. People probably laugh at you, too, if we knew what you did for fun. So that's fun to me. But Jesus likes to ride in my car. Because he's, no, I'm not going to drive like an old woman. He knows that. He, boy, he's like, whoa, we're going for a ride today. And when I get out of my car and I walk in my house, he's there. He's there. I've experienced, since Brother Wright is no longer the pastor, but the bishop, I've experienced something that I have not enjoyed. Well, we got some nosy people in here. Listen how quiet it is. Okay. I've experienced one thing that I have not enjoyed, and that's him traveling without me. I never had to experience that before. And so, uh, especially year before, or two years ago, I think it is now, I don't know. I don't even know what year this is, so I can't tell you if it was two or three. Two years ago, whatever year it was, he had, to, he had to travel quite a bit. Before the year we got to go together, he was gone just almost the majority of the time. And that's not a good feeling. If you're married... Or if you've got children that live with you or somebody in your house with you and there's a change like that, it's not the best feeling. And I personally have been married 54 years. Some of y'all aren't even 54 years old. That's a long time. And that year, it was such an adjustment for me, especially more so than the other times. He's been traveling a lot since he has become bishop. But it was just a transition that was very difficult for me was difficult i'm just being honest it was difficult because nobody can replace my companion i love my children i love my grandchildren dearly i think they know that but no one can replace the man that i married to absolutely no one but i learned once again in my lonely hours in those precious Lonely hours, I could feel his presence on my own. If you're going through a feeling today of feeling lonely and yours could be a totally different situation, you don't have to feel, you don't have to leave your feeling that way today. Because when you got Jesus on the inside, 
He takes away all of those lonely feelings. He takes away all of those feelings of not knowing. I've been around people. No, I've been around people that say, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. And I want to look at them and say, well, goodness gracious. Do you have Jesus on the inside? Because during those times, and I just use a, maybe not the best illustration, but in those times that I felt lonely, I felt the presence of God because Jesus never leaves you, never forsakes you. If you feel like today that you have been forsaken by God, it is not his fault. Say that one again, Josh. Is that okay? If you're feeling forsaken today, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. I'm telling you that's your fault because he said he gave you a promise. Whoa, I love this promise. He gave you a promise. And let me tell you what. He kept it in the past. He's keeping it today. And I'm fixing to tell you from this day forward. In the future, in the future, ever how long you live or I live, he will never leave us, never forsake us. Some situations you cannot help. I'm with a, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ministering to a, a very, very dear friend of mine right now that just lost her husband. And he, she lost him very suddenly. And when I say suddenly, he went outside for a walk and died in the yard. That was pretty sudden. Okay. So I am ministering to her or trying to be a friend, but I'm also letting the Lord use me to minister to her, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm her friend right now. And sometimes I don't know what to say. You know, I can't look at her and say, I know what you feel. How can I? I can't say that. It's like when a, when a parent loses a child and you've never lost a child. Don't sit there and say, oh, I know what you feel. You don't know what they feel. There's no way you can know what they feel. And I can't sit across the table from her or across the sofa or whatever and say to her, well, you know, I'm really praying for you. I know what you feel. That's not true. And all I can say because, and it's not empty words. It's not empty words. You know, we read the scripture in the Bible or on the iPad, whatever you got for a Bible, and we feel like it's just, well, just, no, it's not empty words. He said, I will never, never, never leave you. And so I look at her and I say, I'm praying for you and let Jesus hold you. going to make up something to try to make her feel better she knows i don't know how how she's feeling she knows that i'm still blessed to have a husband and she just lost hers very no she knows i don't know what, what that feels like so i say to her but let jesus wrap his arms around you and let him love you and let him comfort you because and i i I haven't used this but i am i am going to use that not preaching to her, but I'm going to share it with her because he said, I will never leave you. Never, never. The key word is never. He's not going to leave us. Sometimes you feel that way. I know you do. I've heard people say, I don't know if I can go another day. I've heard that statement. I don't sister, Wright. I don't think I can go another day. You can't go another day. 
Some of you are in situations right now that you can't do this every day by yourself. But if you remember, he said, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to help you stand up. That's how you're going to make it. There's no other way you can make it but to lean on him because he said, I will. I know I'm repeating it a lot. But some of you have said in your mind, He's right here. You don't have to look for him. He's right here. Because he said, I will never leave you. I will always be there for you. And so I, I, I said to her, I said, let him, let him love you. I know it's, you know, God's the most important thing in our life, but let's lay the cards on the table. Come on. Let's, you know, we all like to be so super spiritual. Lay the cards on the table. Nobody can replace her husband. Sister Kimbrell, nobody could ever say to you, I know what you felt with Chloe. There's a lot of roads that Bishop Bright and I had to walk when we were full-time pastors. But I'm going to tell you, that was one of the hardest ones. With this precious couple here that never got to bring her home. Didn't even get to hold her very much. And then when she passed away at two months, like almost three. Okay, I need help, but I'm not as good as Bishop with numbers. Okay, at almost three months. That dad took that baby. No breath in her body, and walked in the chapel of that hospital, praying for God. To bring her back to life. Am I correct, Brother Kimbrell? Or prayed for God to give you strength or whatever. But I was told that by Brother, what's his name? Who's down there? Um, Arnold, I couldn't remember. Brother Arnold, that was, they were in Florida. And Brother Kimbrell held that baby in that chapel room or whatever room they gave them. Do you think that was easy? Do you think there's a possibility, and I'm not putting words in your mouth at all. But do you think there's a possibility he felt a little forsaken right then? Thank you. Just maybe just a little bit. But what could be more comforting than to hear ringing in your ears, but I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But I feel that way right now, Jesus, but I'm really here back to the story of when you were young and I don't know if it's politically correct to talk about the old school but I will tell you back in my day you didn't get in time out I'll let you fill in the blanks is that okay two and two makes four so if you know how to do two and two makes four then you can fill in the blanks that I didn't get put in time out and so therefore at those times when that little show went on that production I felt a little unloved you know what I mean had some kids up here that say that's right mother right preach that because that's the way I feel when 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 it happens to me (laughs) but but naturally speaking I felt like do they not do they know what they just did to me 
because they know they don't know how bad that hurt. It wasn't them getting it. It was me getting it. They didn't know what that felt like. Do they not care about me? But they stayed right there by me. And when it was all over, arms went around me and love flowed and said, I love you. And your mind says, okay, I'd rather you express it a different way next time. And Jesus is saying that to someone in this place today. I've not preached to you a new revelation. You've got a great pastor to do all that and a great bishop. But I've come to tell you today that he is the God of the past, the present, and the future. Some things of the past are gone. We'll never be able to bring them back. As I said today, as we stand here, we could leave out of this place and things could be changed with some other things by the time we get out of here today. So things will change even from today. And in the future, just as I, I think sometimes of, especially my dad, my dad died uh, many years ago, and I think sometimes if my dad was raised from the grave, he wouldn't know what to do here. You ever thought about it? He, he wouldn't recognize this world we live in. Because everything is so different. Everything is so changed. He would be like, no, I, I never lived there. I never was a part of that. That would only be natural, okay? And so, therefore, in the future, there's going to be other changes. We're about to face one in just a few days, few months, and a few weeks or years or whatever of what this world's going to be like, and it's going to be a mess. And you're going to be part of that. But let me tell you what, all of that may happen, but there's one thing that will never happen and God will never change. You might as well write that down in your notes today, put it in your iPad, put it in your, your, your iPhone, wherever you want to put it. But I really want you to put it in here. And it doesn't matter what the world says is better. It doesn't matter what the world says is wrong. It doesn't matter because the word of God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I remember the feeling, and I'm not going to go on the story. I, I know most of the majority of you in this building know that. But I will never remember the, I, 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 I don't think I will forget the feeling that I had that after I'd already had breast cancer two times, and then I got it the third time. And um, I, I, I will never forget the feeling. I'm just, I'm just going to be open and honest with you here. Okay? And I walked in, and they uh, went through all my process, and then I had to go to my oncologist. <clears throat> and I walked in, sat across the... I guess she was sitting at her desk, and I was kind of here... And this is what she said, and she was very kind. She's one of the kindest doctors that, um, I don't know what it's called now. It used to be Anne Arundel Medical Center. Sister Peggy, I don't know the name of your hospital now, but whatever, back then, okay. But this doctor that I had, um, she was one of the greatest doctors there, in my opinion. Everybody has your own personal doctors that, okay, is that all right? So, but to me, she was. She was just phenomenal. But I will never forget that day. Never. 
and I know some of you have heard it. Thank you for your patience for just a minute. <clears throat> I sat across from her, and she says to me, Alice, we do not have good news. Well, if you don't have good news, then you've got bad news. And I'm not being facetious, but think about it. <laughs> Hello? Good, it's the opposite of bad news. You understand what I'm saying? We did not have good news today. She wasn't, she was very, very um, ethical about it, whatever. She wasn't unconscious. She just said, well, we don't have good news. And <clears throat> you're, you're going to have to go through treatment. And we're not sure that the treatment's going to work. I'm sure there are others of you that are sitting in this place today that have heard those words before. I'm just going to be honest with you. That was not the most pleasant thing I ever heard. It rocked my world. I'd already been through it twice. First time the Lord healed me. The second time I had to go through radiation and it just, I, I'd, been, I'd been down the road. You understand that? This wasn't a new process for me. This wasn't a new, new introduction into a world I'd never been into before. And she said, and I'm not sure that this is going to work. Well, if a doctor is sitting across from you telling you that, who are you going to turn to? Yes. And some of you today are not sitting across the, some of you today are not sitting across from a doctor that's looking at you and saying I'm not sure this is going to work I can't guarantee you that you're going to come through this Mrs. Wright I'm not sure she didn't use the word die but she might as well I'm not sure that we can save you from this basically that's what she said in a very kind way she didn't say that some of you are in situations today. Brother Mark, if you can help me. Some, <clears throat> some of you, I have a little bit more to preach, but I just felt it. I just felt this change. I felt it. I don't know what time it is. I, don't, I have no clue. But I just felt something just kind of come across here. Some of you are sitting across from a doctor right now. now do you understand what I'm saying? I'm using this as an, Okay. And your situation is hopeless or looks hopeless. And you don't know what you're going to do. I walked out of that. I may, may not should tell you this, but I'm going to. I walked out of that clinic. And we were parked in the garage. And I got in the car. And I fell apart. You, Sister Wright, as much as you love God and trust God, yes, Sister Wright fell apart. And the, and the coldness, darkness of a garage. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I am not just saying that. I, I, maybe if I could say it a different way, I could get your attention. But I'm telling you, the presence of God is so strong in this room right now. 
I may know I may know a couple of people's situation here, but I don't know everybody's. And somebody, somebody in this place needs to hear this. This is my, my direction has changed for the ending of my message right now. Totally changed. And I sat in the passenger seat. Bishop Wright was in the driver's seat. And I will never forget that day. Ever. Never. What could he say? He tried. It's going to be all right. The Lord's going to The Lord's going to bring us through. We're going to be. I don't even. I don't know what he said. I don't even know if he said that. I don't know what he said. Can I just be honest? I don't know what he said that day. I'm sure he tried. You know what I remember from that day? I remember there was a hand. That reached across the console of that car took me by the hand and just held it. He could have said a thousand words. Thank you very much. Is anybody hearing me in here today? Is anybody hearing me? He could have said a thousand words and he may have. I, I'm not being facetious. He may have said that. I don't know. I don't remember him talking that much because his, his world was rocked too, you understand. But I'll never forget what I felt when he reached across the console and put that hand that I love so dearly into my hand. And the strength that I felt when he put his hand in my hand there are no words to describe to you what I felt that day I didn't know if everything was going to be alright I didn't know that I didn't know that I didn't have that assurance yet I didn't get that later till in prayer it was like a week later I think the Lord spoke to me but it wasn't that day God spoke to me my world had rocked my world looked hopeless in the natural but when he reached over and put that hand in my hand and the strength that I felt from him, that's a natural man. Do you understand that? That's a human being. All of a sudden, I knew I could get through it. It's not discounting him at all. You understand that? I'm going there in just a minute. Okay. It's not discounting God. But we're human beings and it's great to have friends it's great to have companions it's great to have children whatever that helps you through things and I will never forget that day when he put his hand in my hand and just sat there and just held my hand he really didn't have to say anything to me he didn't have to say him from him to me 
And there's somebody in this place today. And if you could just let Jesus take your hand. It may not be over with. And I wish I could tell you, I wish I could prophesy, I did not wish, but I, I, I would not get glory in it, but I would be thrilled today, I guess would be the right word. If I could tell you, this is it, this is the last day of it. I would love to be able to do that, not for my glory, not for my honor, but that would be such a wonderful thing. Okay, but I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that today, that you're going to walk out of here and it's all going to be over. It's going to be put, all the pieces are going to be put back together. But there is one thing that I can tell you. There is a hand that is reaching out to you today right here in this service, in this place. And he's saying to you, here it is. Here it is. Now, either you can reach over right now in the presence of God. You can do it in your seat or you're welcome to come down here to this altar. Either way you want to do it. I'm sure it's fine if we let people come down here and pray down here. If you want somebody to pray, that's fine. Or you can do it in your seat. I'm, I'm not looking that 50 people get up, walk down to, to, uh, to, to confirm that what I've preached is God. I don't need that kind of confirmation. I get the, I got the confirmation in here. It's just like this morning when I got that, that text and already had that song on my list. I'm like, God, what an awesome feeling. Not that I needed that. And I don't need 50 people to come down here, but you're welcome to because I know that God has talked to somebody in this auditorium today. Somebody in here. He's talking to you. And I'm telling you right now, here's his hand. Here's his hand, Angelique. Take it. Here's his hand. All you got to do is just reach out and take it right now. And when you take his hand, that's when you're going to begin to feel his presence and feel a difference. You don't, you're not going to know if everything, he's not, may not say to you, everything's going to be all right. He may not do that. But one thing for sure, you're going to feel strength. There's going to be a transaction between you and God but I can't force you to do that you're, who you're sitting by can't force you to do that leadership can't force you to do that but I say to you today in the Holy Ghost if you will reach out you're going to feel strength pour into you right now in the name of Jesus let's begin to pray all over this auditorium right now okay I don't know this may be the end and may not I don't know I just felt a sweep of the Holy Ghost you can preach all night, but preaching doesn't do what the presence of God does. There's nothing wrong with preaching all night, okay? But the presence of God is what we were looking for today because this is what's going to touch people. They're going to feel this. You can actually feel it just like I felt the hand of my companion that day. I felt his hand refilling mine. I felt it. I felt it. I'm telling you right now, if you'll reach out in the spirit, even if you have to be like, like a childlike faith and just say, here, Jesus, I, maybe I don't want anybody to see me doing this, but Jesus, here's my hand. Can you take my hand? I'm telling you right now, you're going to get a connection with him. You're going to feel his presence connect to you because he said he would never leave you. I know right now you feel so alone. 
and nothing anybody would say today would help you. A friend can't help you. Your kids can't help you. Whatever it may be. But God can help you. Come on, somebody reach out right now. Somebody reach out. Somebody, you're holding it back. And you're, you're not helping yourself. You're holding it back. I don't want anybody to know. Nobody's looking around the room right now. Nobody's looking. But I'm asking you... Would you just open up your spirit? Open up your spirit. Open up your spirit. There's a hand that I hold on to through each valley and each trial there's a shoulder that I lean upon as I face another long mile there's a love there's a love there's a love that I can depend on and it's fresh and it's new each day and he is in this place reaching out for you right now But he's not going to force himself upon you. He's waiting for you to make that connection. Come on. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. All over this place. If you need to go, I'm sure you're welcome to go. But if some of you would stay and pray with me right now, let the Lord minister in this place. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Let the presence of God minister to those. You don't need to know what's going on in their life. You can't do anything about it. Don't go and say, well, sister, can you tell me or brother? No, you can't do it. They don't need you. They need God. They need you as a friend. But right now they need to feel the presence of God in their lives. They need to feel that connection again. Some of you have not felt it for a long time. That's why you feel like God's forsaken you. He has not forsaken you. If he had forsaken you, that means he'd gone back on his word. My God. You ever had a human being go back on their word to you? It's a very disappointing feeling. Correct? Correct. But God never, never, never goes back on his word. Absolutely never. Come on. Somebody in this place needs to let the Lord just reach out and touch you right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And it's always natural. Don't feel bad about this. It's always natural to feel like that you're your battle or your trial or your test is bigger than anybody else's. That's that's okay. That's okay. Nobody's going to fault you for that. But it doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't it doesn't matter how impossible it looks. He's got it. I don't need to understand. 
but I sure got to hold his hand. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. And if I have to kind of squeeze it and say, oh no, oh no, I got to feel this. I got to feel this. I realize again, this is not very earth shaking, whatever. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little too simple, but I'm going to tell you there's two people sitting in this auditorium right now. Two people. You are resisting this. You are, you are fighting with everything in you. You're fighting with everything in you. I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, I guess. I don't know any of the word. Give it up. Give up. Give up. He loves you. He has not left you. He has not left you. Let him take your hand. Let him put his arms of love around you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody push with me in the spirit for just a minute. Come on. Somebody press with me in the spirit. In the love I feel like nobody cares. I feel like nobody loves me. That's all right. What's more important? People loving you, people caring. Are the Almighty King of Kings, the Almighty Lord of Lords, saying to you today, I won't leave you. I won't leave you. I won't. Your friends have left you. Some of you have lost your family. But He's saying to you today, I won't leave you. I won't leave you. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. 
when his presence is still in this place today again i'm sure if you need to go it's fine but the presence of god is still here let's linger in his presence let's linger in his presence for just a few more minutes and let god do what he wants to do today there have been those that have opened up their spirits in this auditorium and they're going to be strengthened by the presence of god that they have felt in this place today in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus